Hello, my friends. Welcome to day five of our 21 day money manifestation challenge. I am so excited to talk to you about today's subject because it's it's near and dear to my heart because it's something that I've experienced that I want to share with you. So day five is all about evolving your relationship with money because our family of upbringing impacts our relationship with money. So our family, our upbringing, people that we got to know when we were young and we observed because whatever we observe when we're young around money really shapes our beliefs and our emotions around money. Since we're not taught about money in school, where do we learn it from? We learn it from our parents, our neighbors, people that we know, right? And oftentimes people don't actually teach us about money. It's just kind of what we observe. So it's really, we we learn a lot about money subconsciously, not even realizing it by what we witness in our surroundings and not all of us witness really positive things. And some of us witness things that really don't give us much information at all. So, and then there's another, you know, I think issue that's layered on top of it, which is that in our society, it's a bit of a taboo to talk about money. That's why right in the beginning of this 21 day challenge, I told you what I want to manifest because we have to be okay. We have to be comfortable talking about money if we're going to manifest it into our lives. We might, or you might, I know I have plenty of these. You might have some limiting beliefs around money that are, like I said, subconscious. They're not even conscious to you. And that's why for some people, it can be a bit of a challenge to evolve their money story, to evolve their relationship with money. Um, And the reason for that is because we were never given the tools or skills um, for how to be better about money or how to manage our money or how to bring more money into our life. We might have at school, maybe if we went to business school, but even then we, we learn concepts more than anything. So I'm going to give you some examples about how your relationship with money can impact your finances now. So if you were raised, let's say you didn't have a lot of money in your home. Um, Maybe your, your family was poor or they were struggling with money. That was my family. We did not have a lot of money. I grew up relatively poor, but this is the funny thing because it seemed like we weren't poor on the outside. So I definitely had some mixed messages in regards to money and there was a few things going on. So my dad worked two jobs. We had five children. I was I'm the uh, child of immigrants, the youngest of five. We didn't have money. I'll never forget when I was in sixth grade. I wanted at the time. Now I'm really dating myself. Jordache jeans were like the rave, and they're really expensive. And I wanted them because everybody else had them. Because I was the youngest, and I was a little bit spoiled, right? And my brother, who was older than me, finally said to me, "You know, Mel, we're poor. We're poor." And I don't know why, but I hadn't really realized that before that because, but I did know that my parents argued about money all the time and they were really good at um, getting the most, stretching the most out of their dollar. They would be always combing through the paper, the newspaper every, every morning, every Sunday morning to see how they could save money on food. My mom was really good at stretching food, but there was one common undercurrent and theme in my home is that there was a lot of arguing 
around money. And so this is where I'm going to tell you about the, it was kind of like mixed messaging because my dad worked really hard, right? He was barely ever home. Um, and he worked, uh, he was blue collar. He worked uh, as a baker in a bakery. He made donuts. And I. so this is kind of, I'm going to tell you some stuff that's embarrassing, right? So, but he always wanted, before I get to that, he always wanted to have a Cadillac. So, right. Does that make sense? Like he, we didn't have money, but he wanted a Cadillac. So he would do whatever it took to be able to, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if he, bought, he didn't buy it outright. He'd get it used, but it would be his like pride and joy. So he, at first it was a Buick and then he wanted to have a Cadillac. So at the time those were like really fancy cars. And then we also had wealthy friends which is interesting, I find, because we weren't wealthy. But I think looking back, especially my mom in particular, she valued that, right? So wealth and nice things. And she always wanted nice things. So um, on the one hand, we didn't have the money. They were always arguing arguing about money. There were I couldn't, we didn't go on vacations. We didn't do a lot of the things that my friends did that had money, right? Because a lot of my friends, which is interesting, ended up having money too, but we didn't. So I always felt like I was missing out that FOMO. And I always felt like I didn't have what other people had because of the people that we surrounded ourselves with, right? So there's a part of me that didn't feel good enough when it came to money. Um, but then there was also, now I'm learning as I got older, there was this avoidance around money. Oh, so that's what I wanted to get back to you on. So my dad was a baker. And I remember people would ask me, what does your dad do? And when I was young, I would say he owns a bakery because I was embarrassed that he was a baker. Isn't that horrible? Um, but that just goes to show that that had to do somehow with my relationship to money. So when you think of your relationship to money, there could be lots of emotions that are um, connected to it. For me, obviously, there was some shame, right? And there was fear because uh, we never really had enough. And I remember another... I'm kind of giving you all these little stories that are probably weird, but my mom used to buy, she liked shoes and purses. And I remember I would open this closet that she had and she had all these shoes and they were all messy and just like jumbled, but she'd buy brand new shoes and she would barely ever wear the shoes. And I remember that was like, caused me anxiety that there was messiness there. So my mom was a neat person in some ways, but then other ways, like it was almost like she was hoarding, right? Because she didn't have things. So she, whenever she could, she would buy things or then she'd take them back and then she'd buy another pair. But the bottom line is she had all these shoes and purses that she never used. And then when I got older, I had a really unhealthy relationship, especially in my twenties with money. Um, when I was in college, they give you the, um, you have a, the first opportunity to get um, a credit card. So I got like three credit cards and I just like maxed them out. And I didn't learn about how to manage my money. And I didn't learn about, I didn't learn, I didn't learn how to manage my money properly. I didn't learn, I didn't have a good relationship with money because for me, money had always been scarce and I wanted nice things. And so I think that part of it was, maybe connected to me feeling good enough. And then another part of it was this fear that I wasn't going to have enough. So the bottom line is your family of origin definitely impacts your relationship with money as you get older. So the first example is 
Did you grow up poor? Did you grow up with not enough money? Maybe you don't have the same relationship with money that I have, but oftentimes when you grow up poor or there's arguing, right, with money, you end up either avoiding or fearful or there's something around that fear. So for me, in my marriage, which I've been married for over 20 years, my husband has a different relationship with money where it makes him feel better to talk about it a lot. And he needs security around money, right? And I have an avoidance because I think money signified fear that we didn't have enough, but also my parents arguing. So I never, he would say to me oftentimes, let's have a meeting, let's talk about money. And I would just put it off, put it off, put it off because I have an avoidance mentality about money. So let's see a couple other um, examples. So you could have been taught that people who have money are greedy or that money is the root of all evil. And I, you know, you think of if you're religious, let's say you're a Christian, right? And there's a parable in the Bible that says, um, what is it? That a camel has a, it's easier for a camel to get through an eye of a, knee, a needle than a wealthy man to go to heaven. So what does that teach you about money, right? If you're raised with that, you're thinking like money is bad. So that could be you, right? Or parents, maybe they had an inability to spend money, no matter how much money they had. Then oftentimes they were maybe, maybe your parents were the children, grandchildren of parents that were in the Great Depression. So that kind of gets passed down, that they feel like they have to hoard the money or that they can't spend the money. They always feel like there's not going to be enough. And then, so uh, you could have had everything you needed, but no one ever talked about money. So you didn't know how, you know, you kind of were confused when you got older. So there's so many um, possibilities of what your relationship with money ended up being as an adult and how it impacts you. So there's a real psychology to money. And there's, let's see what I, what I write here. Oh yeah, there's a real psychology to money. And I recommend you reading this book. It's an amazing book by Morgan Housel called The Psychology of Money. And he talks about how money is, how our emotions impact our relationship with money, right? So we pursue money oftentimes to feel an emotion because when you think about it, say you want money, right? You want to make a certain amount of money. I told you I want to make my $40,000, right? This, this 21 days. What is the money you want? And then I want you to ask yourself why you want to make that money. And then when you say why, tell me, what is that going to make you feel? So for me, I want to make my money so that I can build my, my new course so that I can grow my business, right? But why? Because it'll make me feel good about myself, but it'll also make me feel secure, right? So for me, money and making money is connected for, with a feeling of security, and for most of us, that's the case. For some people, it's a feeling of freedom. For some people, it's a feeling of feeling worthy or good enough. Like I told you, that was a big part of my money relationship. For some people, it's power or even fun. But generally, if you dig deeply, you'll see that it's either freedom, worthiness, something around that. Um, so I have a client and I'll just give you the story. So it could be more than just like your parents' relationship with money. It could be what you went through as a child. So I have a, a client who had a very, so he, he grew up poor and he had a lot of uncertainty in his childhood. 
He had, he was a child of an alcoholic and there's just very, very like uncertain. And he never really felt secure. And he felt like he had to work hard in his schooling. And then after to become successful, to really feel secure. So now he is close to being a millionaire. He makes great money, right? But he never feels like he has enough because he, his, because his relationship with money is so intertwined with that feeling of security that no matter how much money he has, he'll never feel secure. So that's where our psychology, uh, our money is really wrapped up in our emotions. So it's really important for you to get clear about what your emotion that's related to money is. So what is it for you? Like I said, is it security? Is it freedom? Worthy? Fun? Powerful? Whatever it is. What is the emotion you get from having money, saving money? Write that down. And then I want to talk to you a little bit about something I found really interesting. Uh, this book, Mind Over Money by Brad and Ted, excuse me, Brad and Ted Klontz. And they talk about money scripts. So everybody, in their opinion, has these mo four money scripts. So if we look at this with an open mind and say, maybe we're not exactly in each of these money scripts, but if we kind of look at it as, as a big picture, we might relate to one of these. So, and some of these you might not want to relate to, but if you're really honest with yourself, you might kind of fall into one of these categories. So their, their four money scripts are a money worship. Um, money buys, these people believe that on some level, maybe it's a subconscious belief, right? That money buys happiness. They tend to obsess over money and feel like they never have enough, okay? And then there's money status. And these people feel that money defines their self-worth and they may overspend to look like they have more money. So as you can see, there's a little bit of overlap, I think, between money worship and money status. And from my experience, I find that people could be a little bit of each. Um, and then there's money avoidance. Hello, that's me. I told you about, right? Um, avoid money. These people avoid money for fear and anxiety about money. And they believe that wealthy people are greedy. And I was raised that way. I mean, I don't think that anymore, but it's taken me conscious effort to change my relationship with money and change my scripts or my limiting beliefs about money. Because you might have some limiting beliefs that you were raised with about money. And again, they're probably subconscious. And then the fourth money script that, uh, Brad and Ted Klontz talk about are, is money vigilance. This is my husband I told you about, right? So they tend to be more frugal. They save and they work hard to earn their money. And they're really, so for my husband, they like to talk about it a lot, right? And what I'm learning is that it's okay and it's good to talk about money. But for him, it's getting to the other point where, because he's nervous about it as well. So he also has a need for security around money, but he handles it differently. So my need for security, I handle, I have handled by avoiding uh, and he has handled by over-focusing on it, right? So there's somewhere in the middle. So look at these, take them with a grain of salt and say, maybe I'm a little bit of this one, a little bit of that one, but really what's most important to me and what I, in my experience with my clients and remember, all of my clients are highly successful because I work with leaders and most of them are a VP level or up or they're um, successful entrepreneurs. So even people that have money can ha definitely have the same issues that we do. They've just learned how to have a better relationship with their money. So the first thing, like I said, that I want you to do is to just 
clarify what is the relationship, excuse me, the emotion that money gives you. So what's the emotion that you get from money? For me, it's that security, right? And then what are your limiting beliefs around money? Because I was raised really because we didn't have a lot, right? But it, there's some weird stuff that was going on, right? Because we tended to be around people with money. So, um, but I remember my dad would say things about like, kind of how money is the root of all evil. So I almost was feeling bad growing up to manifest or pray or want to have abundance and money because I almost felt like there was a shame to it, right? So you might have that as well. And I had to learn that that's not the case. The universe, God, they wants us, they want us, he wants us, she wants us to be abundant so that we can share our abundance and so that we can live our best life. So my new, you know, you, so what I want you to do is think about the emotion, what your limiting belief around money is, it doesn't have to be anywhere near what mine is, but you definitely, most of us have one, right? And then what is your new mantra going to be? So replace it with something. I deserve abundance. That's my new mantra, right? And when I have abundance, when I can make millions of dollars, I can help millions of people. And it's okay for me to want to live a happy life and have nice things. There's nothing wrong with that. But what is important is that I am coming from the right mindset and the right emotion around it because I do want freedom. I want to feel freedom. I don't want to feel this fear and this need, this high, high need to feel security. I want to feel freedom and fun. And I want to be able to contribute to others and to make a difference in this world. So when I approach money that way, because how many times have I been telling you so far about how our emotional state impacts what we're attracting into our life? This is going to make a huge difference in your life. So what emotion do you right now have you been kind of operating with money if you're really honest with yourself? And it might be hard to admit because it might have to do with feeling worthy, right? And then what limiting belief have you had around money? And what do you want your new mantras, money mantras to be? You deserve abundance. You deserve to be successful. You deserve to be happy and full of energy. And you deserve, and it's your right to make a difference in people's lives. You have something amazing in you. And most of us, or most people, die without achieving at their highest level, right? So I want that for you, and I know that you can do it. So that is what I'm going to leave you with today. And tomorrow, we're going to talk about what gratitude does to help you to get in the right state to manifest and bring money into your life. That's all I have for you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Again, if you're liking what you're hearing, go to www.grammasexecutivecoaching.com. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-S, executivecoaching.com. And get on the wait list for my course on how to live your best life feel most energized and to achieve at the highest level. I am so grateful for all of you. If you're liking this, please like, share, and subscribe. I will see you soon. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye guys. Love you.